Hello, everyone. It's me again, Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Shopping Center Investing for Beginners. So let's get started. So in this podcast, I'm going to keep it really simple but thorough for you. I'll be sharing with you five things you need to know about investing in shopping centers if you are a beginner. Number one, the types of shopping centers. Number two, four critical things to know about shopping centers. Number three, the three most common leases. Number four, why investors love triple net leases. And number five, guidelines on how to invest in shopping centers. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Number one is types of shopping centers. Shopping centers have been around since the 1950s, and there are two uh, basic shopping center configuration. The first configuration is the mall, which I'm sure you're familiar with. It's typically typically enclosed strips of stores facing each other and, you know, over 50 to 100 acres. The second is the strip center which is typically an open-air strip of stores, but much smaller in footprint than malls. They're, you know, most likely 3 to 30 acres. Now, for the sake of keeping things simple in this podcast, in this training, especially if you're a beginner, from now on, when I refer to shopping centers, I'm going to include both types, okay? Just to keep it simple, all right? Now, With these two configurations, uh, now within these two configurations, I'm sorry, there are eight different types of shopping centers, all right? There is a neighborhood center, there's a community center, there's a regional center, there's a sub-regional center, there's a fashion slash specialty center, there's a power center, the theme center, and the outlet center, all right? So I won't go into details on each of these because you'll probably fall asleep. All right. So I just want to make you aware of them. All right. So one very important shopping center term uh, that I have to explain to you is what an anchor store is. All right. So every major shopping center has an anchor store. All right. It's a very important term and a very important thing to know um, when investing in shopping centers. An anchor is a very heavy piece of metal, all right, that boats and ships use to throw overboard with a rope tied at one end. And once it reaches the bottom, it holds the boat or ship steady, right? So an anchor store does the same thing for a shopping center. It's a prominent store that is well known, well used, and large enough to make it a, to make make the rest of the shopping center steady, all right? So the next time you go to the shopping center, look around. And you'll see one or two prominent stores that anchor the rest of the property. All right. It will most likely be a grocery store or pharmacy or a large department store. Again, anchor stores bring customers, traffic, notoriety, and business to the rest of the property. It's the most important piece of the shopping center. All right. Okay. So next, let's go into the four critical things to know about shopping centers. Number one, Shopping centers anchored by a grocery store will perform better and is less likely than and is less risky than those without. So how come? Well, grocery stores are unique in their ability to attract shoppers on a regular basis. Won't you agree? Um, people often shop there two or three times a week. I know I do. 
So this provides a grocery anchored shopping center with consistent traffic that benefits the other tenants. Next is grocery stores represent a non-cyclical business. Uh, basically, people need to eat whether the economy is strong or weak, and therefore grocery anchored shopping centers can rely on a minimum um, on a minimum level of of traffic, foot traffic, car traffic, regardless of economic conditions. All right. <clears throat> Next. Um, <clears throat> Many retailers have experienced um, significant what I call sales leakage to the internet. <clears throat> In, <clears throat> excuse me, and this has recently led to the concept of replacing large stores with small showrooms. However, the internet has not impacted the grocery store business as significantly. Right, although some grocers have attempted to implement online stores. The model has been difficult to implement and so far has been, what I say, unsuccessful. Therefore, uh, many investors view grocery anchored shopping centers as a hedge to protect uh, to the threat of online shopping faced by other retailers. All right. Here's the second critical thing to know about shopping centers. Uh, Buying a strip center or shopping center with five or more tenants is much better than buying one with only one or two tenants. Here's the reason. If one leaves, you have a big hole in the rent, right? Here's something else to realize. When a tenant leaves, there's gonna you're going to have to get that empty space ready for the next tenant. That can be a uh, that can be very costly up front. You're going to need new flooring, some reconstruction, new electrical, new plumbing, uh, probably going to have to be refit, reconfigured. You know, those are, just, those are just examples of things you're going to have to pay for to get to, the, to get the next tenants um, in. All right. So having multiple tenants is the way to go to protect you against that. The third critical thing to know about shopping centers is the is um, uh, your actual leases are worth more than the property itself. All right. Let me explain. If you were to go to the bank for a loan for a shopping center that's 100 percent occupied, but every lease of every tenant expires in six months, your your loan will be denied. Basically, the bank is going to value your shopping center on its ability to have proven income for the next three years. So if you can't prove that in writing, you know, with the leases, then the bank will not approve a loan. It's that simple. And proving that the leases uh, uh, are more viable than the property itself, uh, and it proves that um, leases are more valuable than the property itself, um, when considering the shopping center business. All right. Okay. Here's the fourth reason why the size of the tenant. I mean, here's the, uh, uh, uh the fourth critical thing to know. Um, uh, the size of the tenant does not equate to a less risky tenant. All right. Just, uh, just like you, you would evaluate a stock. You should know at a minimum about the tenant, the numbers, the number of stores, uh, debt to equity ratio, operating margins, stability of management, and overall look of their industry. You know, those basic things, right? So the, basically, the higher and better their credit, their likelihood of defaulting or closing up shop is lower, right? So uh, examples of high quality tenants include Starbucks, Home Depot, Walgreens. You get the idea. Some examples of large companies with poor credit include Border Bookstores, Radio Shack, JCPenney, just to name a few. You probably heard those names in, in the news, and it's not good news. 
All right. All right. Now let's move on to the three most common leases for shopping centers. Remember, leases are the lifeblood of of shopping centers. All right. They're the lifeblood. All right. As the leases go, the investments go. All right. Now, um, okay. I once, um, uh, I, and I shared the story before in, in other uh, trainings that uh, I once had a large uh, shopping center, a mall owner share with me, uh, Peter, when you buy a shopping center, what you buy and invest in are the leases and the building comes for free. Of course, that's not exactly true, but, uh, but what that statement does is to, is to illustrate how important leases are to the value of the investment. So basically, a lease is a written legal agreement between the landlord and the tenant that establishes how much the rent will pay, how much the tenant will pay in rent, um, how long the tenant uh, is legally committed to stay, uh, any additional payments by the tenant for taxes, insurance, and maintenance, rent increases, renewal clauses and options, uh, all the rights and privileges and responsibilities of the tenant and the landlord. So it's a very important document, very important. So even um, though retail leases are long-term, some can be five to 15 years in length, it's common It's common for those leases to have um, what I call rental increases or bumps, right, um, over the leasing years. So you can you could have a rental or rent escalation of 5% once every five years until the lease expires, for instance, all right? So... Uh, all those things are very important to leases. All right. Again, the leases are the lifeblood of your commercial investment, of your shopping center investment. Next are here are the three types of leases you'll most likely run across in shopping centers. So each has a small differences. So, uh, I pay, uh, close attention. Um, the first type of lease is the gross lease where the landlord agrees to pay all operating expenses and charge the tenant a rent that's over and above and covers the operating expenses. So the types of expenses include taxes, insurance, management, maintenance, and any other costs associated with operating the property. That's a gross lease. A modified gross lease um, is slightly different from the standard gross lease in that some of the operating expenses, such as maintenance, insurance, or utilities, aren't paid by the aren't paid for um, aren't paid for by the landlord. And are passed on to the tenant. Okay, that's the big difference. So these expenses are called pass-through expenses because they're passed through the tenant. All right. So the third most common lease you're going to find out is the triple net lease. You probably have heard of that type of lease. So this type of lease is most favorable for landlords is and is one of the most popular uh, leases today. So basically, the tenants agree to pay the landlord rent plus all other property-related expenses, including taxes, insurance, and maintenance. And so the landlord gets a true net payment. So all the landlord has to do is pay the mortgage. That's it. Right? So investors love these type of investments. They are, so this is a, as, as passive an invest, commercial investment as you can get. All right. So uh, let me give you a quick tip. All right. So due to the extreme importance of the lease I just explained, do not negotiate a uh, commercial lease if you're a beginner, right? It's it's because remember it's the lifeblood, all right. Hire a real estate attorney or a commercial consultant who specializes in commercial leases. Uh, if if you don't, it can possibly get very expensive by being cheap. All right, 
Uh, oh, one other thing I want to share with you is um, why investors um, love triple net lease investments. Okay, As I, I mentioned that earlier. Now I want to share with you why they love them. All right, very important, most um, no, very popular uh, type of investment. All right, so triple net leases. All right, so banks, fast food restaurants, anchor tenants typically use triple net leases. These tenants typically have high credit ratings. Uh, giving your investment a little more security than the average lease. Here are a few of the advantages of triple net lease properties. All right. Uh, new or newly built, financially strong tenants, no management uh, responsibilities, um, long-term lease with incremental rent increases, low tenant turnover, stable cash flow, attractive fin- financing, and most times a tenant will guarantee the income for the life of the entire lease. So not bad, huh? All right. So triple net leases have all those benefits. But here are some disadvantages. All right. So due to the strength of the tenants, the demand for these types of deals will drive up the price to where your cap rates are pushed down to, you know, maybe 6% and sometimes below 6% for the strongest tenants. And um, so this will affect your return on investment, of course, right? So so what I'm trying to say here, there's a premium to pay for all these benefits, all right? So the stronger the triple net lease tenant is, the lower your return on investment is going to be, all right? All right, now, a uh, company like Walgreens. So Walgreens is a very desirable, um, uh, you know, triple net lease investment. So those guys are pushing, you know, 6%, even below 6% on the cap rate. All right. All right. All right. So the triple net lease investment, uh, let me share with you who it is ideal for. All right. So if you are retired and you want a hands-off cash flow investment, it would be good for you. All right. If you want uh, a fixed long-term income, at, you know, where it's almost like an, an annuity. Um, so you might want to consider triple net lease investments. Let's say it's ideal if you're okay with having your investment money tied up for many years. Um, you can't take advantage if the area starts to boom because you're locked in for five to 20 years. All right. So if you're okay with something long term, this is good for you. All right. Um, so the, the, um, the, the, uh, the last thing I want to share is, is triple net leases are ideal if you want protection against inflation. All right. As long as the lease has built in rent increases. All right. So there's protection there. All right. Okay. So let's move on. I want to share with you guidelines on, on what to invest in if you're interested in investing in, um, in these type of, um, uh, investments. All right. <clears throat> now, if you're still serious about investing in shop, shopping centers, I'm going to give you a little bit of guidance, what to look for. I'm going to supply you with, um, investment criteria as a starting point, um, if you're a beginner. All right. <clears throat> Here's what I want you to do. Stick with stabilized, well-established uh, properties with street appeal. All right? So I want you to acquire existing, well-anchored shopping centers, preferably a dominant grocer or a restaurant. Have what I call a uh, a destination strategy, all right? By having stores and shops that people come to experience more than they can experience on buying something online, all right? Also, too, another guideline is to, to look at established metropolitan location with strong incomes and population growth. All right. Very important. All right. So next, purchase properties that are at least 80% occupied at the time of purchase. 
buy properties valued at uh, below its replacement cost. Next, uh, target average lease terms of five years or greater with acre tenants. All right. So you went five years or more um, on, um, you know, five years or more remaining on the leases with the anchor tenants. Next is try to diversify with a variety of tenants, right? Try to have just different types of tenants in there. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, for financing, um, because this can be a very volatile type of um, investment, I want you to leverage no more than 50 to 65% loan to value. Okay, when you get your financing, all right. So <clears throat> the more of a down payment you put down, the more stable your cash flow is going to be. All right. Okay. So uh, you can get access to even uh, more great resources like this at commercialpropertyadvisors.com, or you can subscribe to this podcast, and um, or you can just go watch more of my videos. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast on shopping center investing for beginners. I'll see you at the next training.